All right, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Uh, joining us now, the man himself. He is Eric Ainge, host of the Eric Ainge Show on WNML, home of Tennessee football. Eric, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you? Yeah, of course. What's going on, guys? We're just uh, we're talking about the volunteers, and I was talking about how well, frankly, when watching your teams play, or back in the early two thousands. I mean, if you would have told me it would be this this long since the volunteers have won ten football games in a season, I would have called you absolutely crazy. Talk about the evolution of, of the program and and really what's what's gone on to kind of uh, humble things a little bit for the Vols. Yeah, I mean it's been a long process. Uh, you know, you had. Coach Fulmer, who is my coach, who's now our athletic director, um, kind of ran out of town uh, by an athletic director with an agenda, and and Lane Kiffin comes and leaves, and then you start the cycle of, oh no, what do we do? And you land with Derek Dooley, and then you know he wanted to leave right when Dave Hart took the job as our athletic director, and Dave Hart, you know, sitting there going, well, I just took this job, I can't do a football. You know, I, don't, I can't hire a football coach, so he comes back for one year and leaves. And throughout the process of a lot of people being here and leaving and not wanting to be here and leaving and not treating the program like it's, you know, their program, you end up with Butch Jones, which was the best you could get at the time. I mean, there, there were other high-profile, well, higher-profile candidates that looked at the job that just didn't didn't want to take on what they would have to take on. So you end up hiring Butch Jones and – and he worked hard, and he's a good guy, and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, that's you know, you kind of get what you get with with that. And now we got a football coach in Jeremy Pruitt, but I think you know he's having to learn how to be a head coach. He's a phenomenal coordinator, and uh, and I, I've been around him a lot. He knows the game, he understands football, and and how to develop young men and all that. But there's still, you know, we talked about it for for a couple hours on my show this morning, talking about. You know, we're still having, we're still talking about buy-in, and that just it seems crazy to me. You know, there's still guys that, you know, aren't all on board, and he just dismissed a couple guys just the other, uh, just the other day from the team. So it's kind of been, it's been a lot. It's been a, it's been emotional, and I think that they've been circling this game against uh, BYU for for a long time, and hence the the overlooking of Georgia State. And we're just not a team. We're not. Nobody's good enough to do that. No one should do that. But we're definitely not good enough to be overlooking people. I mean, we were a five-win football team last year. So, Eric, how would you evaluate the overall talent in the program right now? Is this a group that could explode on any given day and just needs to be organized, like you were talking about? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the the team that I went and watched practice and training camp was not the team that that we saw this past Saturday against Georgia State. I mean, we have plenty of guys. When we talked about it, you know, the, the you guys know how it is. The off season is the season of, of all the lists and power rankings and and all that stuff. And, uh, and Tennessee, I mean, we, for, for the most part, I mean, we start four- and five-star recruit players at nine or ten positions on offense and defense. I mean, there's plenty of talent out there. A lot of it's young, um, so you take your lumps with that. But a lot of the you know the young players make plays too. And I have to remind myself all the time: just because guys are new doesn't mean they're not awesome. You know, Tim Tebow won a Heisman as a sophomore. We watched Trevor Lawrence last year. Uh, there's guys at positions all over the field that play at a high level, young. Um, so 
We've got plenty of talent, man. Plenty. Eric Ainge is with us here on uh, the Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So with that loss to, to Georgia State last week, how much pressure is that fan base putting on the volunteers for this week against BYU? I mean, it's a, it's a must-win football game. And if it's, if it's not a must-win, if you're going to take it down one notch, it's a must-notch all the right things and show the progress we thought we were making type football game. Meaning, you know, if, if we can't move – uh, BYU's offensive line and defensive line, and if if they're making, I mean, they got Zach Wilson's a good player, and if it, it can come down to us getting there at the end, and you know, they, they got, you know, BYU makes a fifty fifty catch in the end zone, and we lose, but both teams took care of, took care of the football. Bottom line, it needs to look, be a good football game. It needs, you know, Auburn, Oregon type type game where you're sitting there going, man. We want to get upset that we didn't win, but did you see how good Auburn's defense was? I mean, you know, the, the other team gets paid to their own scholarship too. That's the only way that I think we could justify a loss. Because I'm not, I don't, I'm afraid that our, I don't think our team has the mental toughness to go into Gainesville as a one and two, you know, a one and two football team and go get a win on the road in the swamp. I mean, we haven't done that since. 2003, and I'm afraid if you're a one and three team heading into a two week bye week to go to Georgia to play Georgia, that the season could go off the rails in a heartbeat. And I just so that's it's not necessarily we must win for the immediate implication, but they need to win so they can allow themselves to have a chance to have success. We're all aware, Eric, of the passion of Tennessee fans. If the Volunteers fall behind in this game, is there a chance that the friendly confines could uh, get aggressive and uh, end up, you know, uh, expressing their displeasure? Um, if, it, if it's if it's for lack of passion or effort, or I mean, no one wants to hear their guys say that we, you know, probably didn't prepare enough for this game and stuff like that, like we did last week. Now, there's no, I've never seen a team look past a team and then get to the team that they were waiting for and, and look past them or not be prepared. So I fully expect our guys to come out a hundred, like 100% shot out of a cannon, dialed in, focused, prepared. I expect BYU to get our best shot. Um, unlike Georgia State last week, who who didn't get a you know, they didn't get a shot. I think BYU is going to get our best effort. If that's not the case, then I do think the scenario you are presenting would be would be accurate. And I don't know that I would blame us. I mean, who are everybody should at least expect that their team is physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually prepared for battle. And we weren't last week. So as long as we are for that, I think people will get over uh, if, if if BYU makes some plays. Along That's okay. Along, they make some plays. Yeah, along those lines, Eric, uh, I, I mean, I was reading somewhere in someone's judgment, however they measure this stuff, I don't know, but they said that the uh, loss to Georgia State by Tennessee was the fourth worst loss in college football history. I mean, if that doesn't get the attention of folks so that you do bring your best effort, I don't, I don't know what would. That's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at. And regardless of where it falls in in the ranks of UT or college football history or anything like that, 
it was I, I almost Georgia State had some players that made some good plays and they had a good plan but I deleted the film guys I didn't even break it down because I, I believe in football if you're 1% off your game then you're 100% off your game and if you are going into the game like like our guys did I don't even need to see it because I honestly don't have any idea how good they really could be. I mean, I I would imagine that BYU fans um, that are watching this game, if if we were to get a lead or we were to be the team that made some plays or caused some turnovers or anything, you know, BYU fans would say, you know, this team lost to Georgia State. They were a twenty, you know, they won two games last year and. And look what they're doing to us. And then you got BYU fans would have start having a freak out. And I don't necessarily think that that would be right either. You know, I kind of think that it's, you know, I don't know how good BYU is. They had to play one of the better defensive football teams in, in Utah last week right out of the gate. I mean, you're for the first four games for the Cougs this year, it's worse than anybody in the country, assuming Tennessee is the team that we think they'll be. Eric Ainge is with us in 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Eric, I guess what really surprised me about the Georgia State game was uh, how Georgia State just ran the ball. I mean, 213 total yards uh, on the ground. Uh, I suppose you don't need to go back and watch film uh, uh, on that uh, to say that uh, they ran the ball effectively. Interestingly enough, BYU, I didn't think, ran ran the ball enough against Utah, so I would expect them to to try and correct that against Tennessee. But I guess my question is, you know, giving up that, that rushing on the ground is that the focus you're talking about or is it something that's harder to fix no I, again I, I really don't know it's been it's been a hard week to, to host a radio show because all of the things and, and your, your question that you just presented is a completely valid question I, my answer is I really I, I don't know hmm. um, because I, I believe I believe in football. When you go into when you enter the kickoff or a fight would be a good example. When you enter the fight, thinking that you're just going to go out there and, and beat them up, and then you take four hits to the face and you're a little woozy, and then you have to go like it. Just you're so off your game and so so much adversity at one time that you're going. Wait a minute. Um, and then you're playing catch up the whole time. I, I just, I really don't know how good our defense is and how good our players are. Um, because what we saw last week, I would have, I'm glad I don't gamble. I would have bet my house that would not have been the case based on what I saw in practice. But they didn't bring it in that game. They've been waiting for this one. I, I really don't know. I won't be surprised either way, I guess, is what I'm saying. Because, it, well, that's not true. If it looks like it did last week, I'll be surprised. I would expect us to have a significantly better plan and approach and uh, execution in slowing the run game down. You're not going to completely eliminate uh, BYU for being able to run the football, but I do I do agree with you. I thought they had the run a little too soon last uh, last week and a half ago against Utah. Eric, uh, if this team is what you might have guessed it to be, what are the strengths that uh, that football fans in our listenership area can look forward to in that game? What should be the strengths of this Vols team? The, str- the strengths should be our quarterback, our wide receivers, our three-down tight end, and our three-down running backs that can play 
in all phases and run hard, catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, we should be a really difficult team to cover, um, and we should be good enough up front. I mean, we have an offensive lineman who has blood clot issues, um, but if Trey Smith is healthy when he's healthy and playing, I mean, he's a top 10 or 15 pick in the NFL draft this next year. I mean, he's, he's incredible. He's the best he was the best freshman offensive lineman I've ever seen. And I, I played with two that were all Americans when I was in college. Uh, so we have, it's all there. Jim Chaney is, you know, he didn't forget how to call plays. You know, he's been coaching football forever. He had Georgia in the playoff and uh, with, with a freshman quarterback, you know, it, Jeremy Pruitt's, he didn't forget football. All these guys should be, I mean, that, that all those things should be our strengths. That's why I think we're, I think, you know, if we can beat BYU and get, you know, right to ship real quick and everyone settles down, I mean, we should have a really good football game down in Gainesville. I mean, I just, again, I don't know that we're not going to beat BYU with that kind of attitude that I'm saying, but I do think it should be a good football game. And if we don't win, we better be ready for a four-quarter fight because some of those guys on BYU's team, they wipe butts. And if you're a dad... You're, you're automatically tougher. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, Eric Gaines right. with us on 97.5. Jake, Jake's got a, a two-year-old, so uh, you know it. Yeah, I, I know. I'm oh, going. yeah, I got a nine, six, and four months, man. It, oh, changes, man. it changes things. <laughs> uh, this is just a, a personal curiosity question, Eric, but, uh, you know, you've had uh, an uncle that uh, has done some things at BYU. There are some cousins, you know, that have done a few things at BYU. How closely do you keep track of the Cougars? It sounds like you keep track pretty close. Oh yeah, no, I have a. I, I, I always joke with people because they'll say they'll say something about Danny, and I'll go, "You guys got to remember, Danny is is their Peyton. He's their Manny. He's their Peyton." And they're like, "Oh, okay, totally. I get it. I get it now. I get it." <laughs> no, uh, we 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 love we love Uncle Danny. I'm looking forward to 2023. Because uh, I'm gonna, I don't know who of my family or what, how much of the squad will go, but I'm looking forward to coming to Provo and enjoying, enjoying a football game there too. Eric, do people back there in uh, in that neck of the woods know anything about BYU football, or is it just sort of a curiosity coming in? These teams have never played. Nah, never played. But I think I think BYU has a more. Uh, un- it's an understated, under underrated brand uh, when it comes to all athletics, um, but, it's, but especially in football. I mean, you guys have had more uh, Heisman Trophy winners than we have. You got one, right? Yep. Yep, we got none. So that alone right there should, you know, should show. BYU, I was talking about it today on the show, actually. Um, this is going to be a lesser-known brand of traditional football but you guys have been around forever competitive forever and the last thing that our guys are going to do is sleep on you in fact i think georgia state was the beneficiary of the fact that byu is coming to knoxville this weekend he is the host of the eric ains show on wnmi home of tennessee football uh nml excuse me uh home of tennessee football eric we uh we're really appreciative of a few moments thank you very yep. much no, no problem guys Thanks, Eric. Eric Ainge. Sounds to me like there's a whole lot of confusion back there right now about who the Vols are. I appreciate his honesty yeah. where, where he says, you know, I don't know. 
Because I'm sure there's a lot of that going on. A loss to Georgia State for a program like that, I'm sure you're looking at it going, man, I hope it's because they didn't show up and didn't try hard. I hope it's not something more catastrophic. But uh, for him to, to not make excuses and simply say, you know, I don't know. We're going to find out. I, I appreciate about, that. We're talking about a program that draws 100,000 fans. There's going to be some pressure to win there. Well, and, and this hasn't all, gone that way. And it's uh, – this – I, I don't know the accuracy of these kind of configurations as far as, <laughs> you know, how uh, the fourth worst loss in college football history. All I know is that Georgia State is not a quality football program, and the Vols just got beat on their home field by that team. So something went horribly wrong. And can all those problems that cropped up against a bad football team be corrected in one week? Hmm. Probably not. However, you hear him say, see, Tennessee football, they have the tools. They can they can recruit. He said, hey, they've got four- and five-star guys yeah, for the did. most part across uh-huh. the board. I mean, you, you've got the tools to succeed. You're in the best conference in college football. And so it, that's, that's the big mystery because I've said this for a long time, Gordon. Beware the underachieving team. You know, in the NBA, you never want to get the underachiever in the playoffs because at some point or another, they are capable of achieving. Mm-hmm. You want the I, give me the plucky overachiever any day because you, with the underachiever, you just never know if if somehow the right buttons are pushed. All of a sudden, they could go to what they're capable of being, and all of a sudden, you can be left in the dust. But there's a reason a team is an overachieving team because they do focus because they do dial in. Do they, they do uh, work together. There is unselfishness on the team. That's how it happens. So, I mean, I might take the underachieving team because, yeah, they might they might put it together, but there's <laughs> there's a reason we're looking at them as being underachievers. There's always uh, a ce- there's always a ceiling with the overachievers, though. Uh, there's that, always that only true. so much that they can do. I think BYU is picking a beautiful time to play Tennessee. This team has a lot of problems. And whether they put it together or not, like you said, is a giant mystery. But based on what we saw a week ago, this team is not organized right now, is not ready to fulfill whatever potential it has. And BYU going in there against a marquee program at a historic stadium with all those fans in it, I think the place might turn nasty against the orange, not the blue. Are you surprised that Tennessee's a four-point favorite? I saw three. Is it up to four now? I looked probably 20 minutes ago and it was oh, four. Okay. It was three and a half this morning, so it's going that way. Well, so uh, that's home field advantage, right? Or is it just a, a bunch of um, moron gamblers out there, the public, who be. just have heard of Tennessee, so they're betting on them? <laughs> Yeah, although what they've heard recently about Tennessee wouldn't inspire a whole lot of confidence, but would I, it? I would guess that the Sharps are all over that line in favor of BYU. I bet you the, the folks that actually know what they're doing, I bet they're jumping on it big time. Do you think what BYU showed against Utah would cause people to do that? Or is that solely based on uh, Tennessee's inability to get out of its own way. Well, a line moving like that would, would lead me to believe that a bunch of money's coming in on Tennessee for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And usually with the gambling public, it's not as sophisticated as what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I'm saying. I, I would guess the people that are paying attention to that sort of thing are jumping on BYU. Well, it, it makes for a fascinating matchup, doesn't it? Stay tuned. We've got more coming up next. It's the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.